When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you, are you done yet? We're going to start the show. Bobby Orr, behind the left of Sanderson. Left in the period, the Bruins are shorthanded. Ray Bork. Ray Bork from the face-off circle to the right of Reggie Whitman. Fired it down and Whitmore blew it. Did he ever? fans welcome back to the black and gold hockey podcast episode 143 sitting here at a beautiful alliance park but it is not a very good day it's like very new england weather type you don't know if it's going to rain or if it's going to be sunny so uh joining me for episode 143 is heather and back again what's going on girl nothing what's going on with you guys I got this hurricane on my mind. Can I just give a... Oh, yeah. Shout out to Florida and any any affecting stakes. The Bahamas. All those people. The Bahamas are a mess. It's crazy. I've been all over the news, and I just am just hoping, you know, the Southeast, the Caribbean, poor Bahamas right now has a Category 5 basically stalled out on top of them. I'm hearing this uh, is like the, the, the worst that went through the Bahamas ever. 180 degrees. I mean, 180... The path the wind this speed. hurricane's taken, yeah, this is the, it's actually one of the largest hurricane, you know. Uh, On record. Usually when they get, we get hurricanes this late in the season, they're usually much more intense because the water's so warm. So here's hoping that mostly everyone comes out unscathed, even though property and such shall not. So just thoughts and prayers or whatever with yep. everybody affected going yep. on. Absolutely. 
Uh, we get a couple topics we want to go over. Uh, the offseason continues, but, I mean, we're counting down. Let me get to my, um, my TO, my time countdown app. We're at 31 days, 6 hours, and 25 minutes away from puck drop on the 2019-20 Boston Bruins regular season. So, uh, with that being said, there's some interesting things going on uh, about David Backus, like, and, the, and the, this narrative continues, and it continues and continues. It won't stop until he's either traded or done something with, but there's some crazy speculation out right now, and it's not really hit, like, major networks yet, but there's, like, small inner workings of a rumor that David Backus is injured. All of a sudden, he's injured. Nobody's really... I, I haven't really heard anything big about it, talking about it, but apparently he normally stays in Boston since he signed his contract, but this summer he's in Minnesota at home. So I don't know if that's playing into anything, but I'm also hearing that he's, he's injured and could possibly be on the LTIR to at least start the year, or if a doctor signs off on a full season off. That's what I'm hearing. There's no, there's, it's just a rumor, pure speculation right now, but it's, it's a path that I, I look at from many angles. I look at the cap space. Absolutely, we need it. There's no doubt about it. You need to sign Carlo and McAvoy. But there's some sketchy shit about it that I'm just, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of weirded out like, you know, that if they did this and they did all that, that it could come back and bite us in the ass for, like, um, like you're, you're doing something to the cap. You're <laughs> some I, shady shit. That's what I'm saying. My thing is that we've heard about everyone else's injuries. Why wouldn't we have heard about David Backus having an injury? And that's why I get and to the it point. it hasn't really been collaborated. I can't say it. Whatever. Edit that part out. But... Uh, there's I'm a, not going to edit that. More, it's more rumor than, yeah, I don't know why I'm messing the word up. <laughs> I'm just know. kidding. Cooperated, that's it. Um, but, like, out there, it's just strange to me. We haven't heard anything about him injured. You know, I mean, I'm not saying he's not injured. Uh, being at home could be just, you know, not for nothing, but he's had a rough bout, and maybe he didn't want to sit here all summer and listen to everyone be like, how do we get rid of Bacchus? What's Bacchus going to, Bacchus is messing up the whole team, which is not true. Like, there are other things that have led to us not having a lot of cap space and stuff. It's not just him, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, maybe he needs a mental break, so he wanted to go home and get some real R&R, you know? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's true or not true. I mean, the front office is certainly type-lit, but I just think it would be weird. We haven't heard anything. They haven't really... He hasn't been right. practicing or playing in a league or something to be in shape that maybe caused an injury. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I certainly don't think that they would be trying to route the cap in that manner because that is definitely a violation, you know, like to make up. Well, a, I mean, there are some probably ways that they can get away with it, but it just seems like they can get investigated for it. You know what I mean? And That would be a red flag. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and it kind of reminds me, and I'm, I'm definitely not picking on injuries, folks. No, I would never do that. Injured, injured players are no joke. But... I also bring it back to, you know, David Backus's cap hit is $6 million, but it, we're on the tail end of that, that contract, so he's getting less money. He's not actually getting $6 million. Yeah, it's, it's just like what four. the AAV is. Yeah. It's like four or something like that. So it kind of reminds me of the whole thing that Marion Hosa went through. Mm. Now, he got his front-loaded contract. He got all his money in his first few years. 
And then when it came down to the end of his contract, he was only making million, million he was about to make a million dollars. He made that transfer from like five million to one million, and then all of a sudden it's like he can't skate, he can't wear the equipment, he's got a bad infection every time he plays. Guy's been in the league for I don't know how many years. And if he's suffering, I'm sorry. That sucks. And I hate I hate to but it just seems sketchy that and, and with Chicago or wherever Hosa was, yeah, I think he was Chicago, Chicago yeah. that they needed to freaking free up some cap space too, which makes me think about all this stuff that's, you know, that the investigations that could happen and, you know, it, it, maybe I'm just reading into it a little too far, but. And it could just be because we are still in that dead zone. People are trying to uh, make things, you know, like. Yeah make people clickbait or whatever, you know, and I'm not saying, like, some of the sources are, it's not like, you know, it's coming from right. certain places. that It's not like you think it's not in just in the rumor stage, but, like, someone might have heard something. But, again, I think it just, I mean, I hope he's not injured because I don't want anyone hurt just, like, you know. Right. I mean, it's not it's people's health. I mean, they are still young. Even though they're older, you know, he's old as an athlete goes, he's young as a dude goes. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? You want him to be able to right. have his life. But at the same time... If it is something like that, that kind of bothers me. Because, like you said, he is on the back. Like, regardless of whether Bacchus is here for the next two years, the next two months, the next no minutes, it doesn't matter. Right. It's only the next, like, it's not the worst thing that's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, due to technical difficulties, that's about all we got that's on about David all we Bacchus. Have on Bacchus. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was weird. It just, I don't know, it just cut out on us at seven minutes, so. But we did, we did manage to salvage that. So, Let's just move on to something else, something a little more brighter, if you can find brightness in such a, a tough subject. It really is. But um, Charlie Coyle, Boston Bruins uh, forward, Charlie Coyle, um, uh, went to hometown Weymouth, Massachusetts. He visited with a very special young man, uh, the mighty Quinn, on Tuesday. The Boston Bruins forward visited three-year-old Quinn Waters, a uh, fellow Weymouth native, uh, he's been fighting brain cancer, and it's kind of cool the outreach that this uh, this this yeah. young man is getting. And uh, I I just think it's really cool that the the Bruins do go out and um, do things like this. It's uh, it's pretty cool. The kid is is confined to his house due to um, infections that could happen and and could delay his uh, uh, his cancer. So. Um, no, I think it was. I think it's cool that the the band, the Dropkick Murphys, have been there to visit, and they played outside his window, and obviously Charlie Coyle and many firefighters and and EMS and police that go by there on a daily basis to support this this uh, this child. So and a lot of other people, Tom Brady, everyone's been sending him video messages and yep. things like that on his page. A lot of community support, which is good. I mean, it's obviously top. He's three and he's fighting, but. All right, well, I was just saying, like, it's good community support. He's a tough kid. He's very smiley. Had a Nerf gun fight, happy with himself. I mean, it's nice that people, you know, a lot of our sports, or all of our sports teams, I would have to say, are so heavily invested in, like, the community and the kids and everything, just everything. Like, even just look at all the things like the Bruins do with the, you know, the PJ Fit Drive and the, you know, cradles to crayons. Yep. Other stuff. And it's not just them. I mean, you get the Jimmy fun with the Red Sox. I mean, yep. just all the, everyone's on, so, it's very important. I mean, I all have to do it to some extent, all professional sports teams, but the, really the support, the, the community support, I, I think it's like different in New England. I don't know. It's like you really do take 
a village to raise a child or support a child sure. or whatever. And also just like this little guy's an inspiration. He's like three years old, taking life in stride. Yep. Like I'm a grown up and I can't handle my day to day, you know, and he's going through all of this chemotherapy. <laughs> exactly. And isolated, like you said, more overall, you know, and yeah, he's just got to keep a him healthy and a fight, you know, and absolutely Charlie Coyle for visiting his fellow Weymouth. Yeah, no, that was that was huge. And definitely, um, you know, a shout out to the Mighty Quinn from everybody here at Black and Gold. Um, continued thoughts and prayers and, and just love seeing the support. It's just amazing. Uh, moving on to another topic. Jimmy Murphy of the BostonHockeyNow.com website uh, is reporting that the Bruins and McAvoy are in serious discussions that could get more hyped up this week. And uh, we are recording on the week of Labor Day. So that's obviously good signs that they continue to have dialogue um, and continue to hash things out. I'm sure the same thing with Carlo. But, um, you know, these are, he's just a, an, a key asset that this, this Boston Bruins um, team needs, especially in the future. Uh, and Carlo too, you know what I mean? I just I want to see them both done, over with. I don't want to talk about this anymore. But for topic reasons and agenda, we we carry on. But uh, in in Murphy's article, uh, he says the 21-year-old defenseman just finished his entry-level contract, which he made an AAV of 1.2 million, which was a, a very cat-friendly hit of, through that time of 916. That's 900,016. Uh, Comparables, Aaron Ekblad, uh, we always hear about it. He signed uh, an eight-year, $60 million contract extension um, with a cap at a six point, uh, 7.5, uh, which began in 1718. So, some, a little bit more comparables. Um, I mean, could, he said that the, he shot down an offer of 5.5 to $5 million, uh, per season. So... Uh, it should be interesting on how that goes along. Um, he also, Jimmy Murphy also mentions that both McAvoy and the Boston Bruins have made it clear to each other after the Labor Day um, that they want to get back to the table in discussions and uh, just get, get it done. I mean, he's just like, when it's, once it gets done, we're moving on. Um, and another comparable, which I thought is, is a little more interesting than anything, was the uh, Zach Wierenski from the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, and, you know, they, they're working out on a deal themselves uh, in Columbus to get him. But uh, Murphy believes that um, that's going to be a bridge deal for $6 million. My, my thoughts on this haven't changed. You're young. You haven't played that much. you got a lot of career left to go to you. you I, don't, I don't like $8 million for eight, 10 years. Like, I don't like contracts like that. I don't think it's good for the player because you sometimes screw yourself out of money by doing things like that. So personally, I think McAvoy would be reasonable to give him like three, either five for four, something like that, or five, five for four, or give him six for three and then renegotiate it in the new CBA and whatever, which I understand is part of the game before the new CBA, like get your thing, and I get that. But as awesome as you are, and as awesome as you are going to be in five years, maybe for now, for the sake of maybe your buddy Carlo also being able to have a reasonable contract, because he's earned a bump in his salary too. Yeah. Maybe something like three for 
six. Or I would basically go, you can do it how you want, but we can't afford to give you more than X amount of million dollars in the next five years. Yeah. So why don't you let us know what might seem reasonable? I think five is maybe a little low, especially because you're trying to, you know, but if you're going to be around and you can renegotiate a bigger contract in a couple years, then I think six is absolutely reasonable. Do I think he'll be an $8 million defenseman in three years? Plus, yeah, but we don't have the money to spend him on that now. So if you right. really want to still be a Bruin, we'll take care of you later. But right now, help take care of us and everybody else. Like you know, like we talked like, about that in the last show. Yeah, we talked about like, the I, second contract. You're going to make bank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could basically retire on your second contract. You know what I mean? But, Especially from McAvoy, because I mean, Carlo, I think is awesome as just like a solid defenseman, but he's. Like, I think five for five would be reasonable for him. You know, like, his value's not really going to skyrocket, probably. But it doesn't, that still gives him when he's young, if it does skyrocket, for him to make his money. You know right. what I mean? Same thing with McAvoy. You know, you do have an injury history. You do still play more on reputation versus what you've done. Now, don't get me wrong. He's had solid, you know, he's certainly one of the best defensemen in the league, even as young as he is. But I don't know if you need $8 million for six years or anything crazy right. like that. Also, I hate the term comparables. Compared to frickin' what? Like, compa- <laughs> like I said, compared to everyone else's ridiculous contract, that yep. may or may not be worth it. Yep. I just don't think any club should lock down for more than a four- or five-year deal at a time. I'm hearing, I'm hearing word is around the Internet that that's going to be talked about, but the players are going to be against it because they want that long-term you know, success in, a, in an area where they can put their kids put them through school you know blah 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 so and i get that but what's stopping you from staying in that same spot i know i know, you know resigning that's a choice that right. comes down right. also to i mean if someone's going to pay you your market value if you don't stay there and the team can't or doesn't want to work that's between you and the team right but if you have a desire to be here or whatever team that is and stay there then you should also be helping create the environment in which you can stay there long term yep. you know what i mean you yep. also don't want to cap yourself out Right. There's players like like a Tory crew who are like literally capping themselves out of teams because everyone else is making all this money. Those people kind of in the middle that were have reasonable salaries, kind of, you know, around five, four five, whatever in the middle. They're getting phased out because there's not even going to be enough money for a five, six million dollar player on. Right. Uh, But I I think six for three is reasonable. What is he going to be? He won't even be 25. He'll be coming into his prime. I know. Next contract. Then ask for your $9 million for five yeah. years, six years, whatever, you know? When it comes down to contract negotiations, I swear to God, Don Sweeney and staff, they, they stick it to us fans. <laughs> I mean, I, I swear to God, this is, like, this is like a ploy against us that they, they did. Like, I said this when I was uh, uh, at training camp at the Warrior Ice Arena, and I said it to, I, I believe, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, I just said, it just seems like the Bruins management, they just, they do this just to get, stick it to us. Because, I mean, that would happen to be the same year that Pasternak held out a little bit and then showed up to camp a day late. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. kind of get the feeling that they hype up the, um, the whole Bruins fucking media and they get them all going and then all of a sudden they well, just, you know. Well, wasn't Carlo's deal done? We heard all through the playoffs. Well, oh, my Carlo's God. Carlo's deal's already done. But I we thought... also don't know Carlo's deal isn't done. I know. But they don't... I think that they might be at a point where they just want to be like, all right, we've got both boys now because you also I thought I had to... good information, yeah. and it, it still might be good. Who yeah. knows? But right now, no. I said back in March that the Carlo deal was done because I heard it from somebody that was pretty, pretty freaking reliable. Yeah. And... Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'm thinking that they might want to just like say, hey, we signed them both at the same time. Because there could be a situation where Carlos deal's done, but it's like a no lease. You know, not like right. release, like people know like he's going to be able to show up next week or whatever, and it's going to be fine. Maybe see what's going on with Charlie, because that if the deal is done, they're certainly going to let McAvoy come to camp and then deal with it. But they probably don't want to deal with, like you said, like just fans, media, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, they did Carlo, but not McAvoy. McAvoy is oh. better than Carlo. Oh, how about blah, this blah, one? Blah, blah. How about this one? A listener, and I'm not going to say his name. You know, it's, it's an honest mistake. People make mistakes. Nobody's perfect in the hockey world. I'm certainly not. But a listener said when we were talking about the Bruce Cassidy extension talk, mm. it's like, why are we talking about him when we should be signing our players? And different it's like, it's different money. Yeah. It, it, the coach's cap is not on the cap. I mean, that's an internal cap that the organization has and that they can spend and so on. It's got nothing to do with the NHL salary cap mandated rules. Executive things are different than player yeah. policy. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. they have different agreements in place, the NHL does. But uh, how about this? How about we just say, why don't we just agree on figure this out? Fine. Charlie, you want your money. This will end up screwing you in the end. But how about, why don't we do 6-5 five for 5 for you, 5-5 five, five for Carlo for 5. That's like $12 million or 13 whatever it is. Like you said, you make it back end heavy so there'll be more money to play with. And uh, everyone can shut up and we can go about training camp without figuring out how we're going to replace two key parts of our defense if they're not signed by October 1st. I can't. It's like living through hell. It's like Carlo McAvoy Bacchus repeat. Carlo McAvoy Bacchus repeat. We need to move on. We need to get ready. Yeah. We need to just sign them. Like, And again, we don't know. Things could be done. They could be doing it for publicity. I don't know because I don't know what goes on in the front office of the Bruins until Donnie tells me. Yeah, I know, I know. Yesterday. And he doesn't leak anything. He does not leak a thing. I mean, I heard, I don't know who it came from, but he says that he only talks to, like, Darren Dreger and, and McKenzie. It's just crazy. It also might be, though, because Donnie Sweeney grew up in an era where no one's going to spend money on this team as a player, he might not want to let something get out and then not be able to fall through. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, no. So for him, like, he doesn't want to say, all right, we definitely have them. Lo-. Like, let's face it, they're probably resigning here, just like every other free agent, or, well, restricted free agent that hasn't signed yet is probably staying with their own team at this point. They are going to get the deals done. Right. But he doesn't want to say that and not get it done. Because then it's going to be, oh, he dropped the ball. Worst GM ever. La, 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 la. <laughs> you know, it's like when Tuka lets in a goal, then we got to trade him. Oh, Jesus. I don't even Go. want to get into that. I'm just kidding. But uh, a quick ad read from our show sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Baseball season is almost over, and placing a wager on any sport has never been more exciting than with the great folks at BetOnline.ag. During the upcoming Red Sox week, I'll be watching and involved in the action as the Sox get ready to play a three-game series against the Minnesota Twins at Fenway Park starting on Tuesday, September 3rd, and a four-game series to end the week in Boston against the rival New York Yankees uh, with some Friday night baseball on the 6th. And guess what? Because you're loyal listeners of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast and CLNS Media content, we're giving you 50% bonus onto your sports betting bankroll when you go to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50. This bonus is only for a first-time deposit, and the best part is the bonus is added onto your uh, your balance within seconds. Again, support our Black and Gold Hockey Podcast by going to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50. 
Please remember a minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. Don't sit on the sideline during your favorite sports season. Get in all the action with BetOnline.ag, your sports book experts. So we are back now, moving on to another topic that we, we, we taught, touched on a couple of weeks ago. I believe it was a couple of weeks ago. And that was the goalie. Uh, rankings that the NHL Network did. So uh, Heather wrote down her rankings, and I chimed in with some of my thoughts. But now we're going to do some comparables of where these 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 two are. So Heather, why don't we just uh, why don't you take the ball here right. and then take the puck and skate up the ice? Shall I start with the predictions I had in my Let, yeah yeah and let's. we can talk because I think that was the part that the wind was kicking our ass yeah. that day <laughs> it was so windy they may not they might have heard so that I couldn't could, believe the audio didn't come out so yeah bad. I know but that was it well this was my prediction thing and then I was what we did is we had Mark respond as a goalie about like yay or nay and we had things so this was career my, beer league these were my ten predictions <laughs> what that was gonna be so number one, Vasilevsky. Number two, Carey Price, because I don't care. I love Carey Price. Number three, Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, number four, Frederick Anderson. Number five, Ben Bishop. Number six, Tuka Rask. Number seven, Mark Andre Fleury. Number eight, Robert Lerner or Lerner or however you say his name. I was I'm sorry, Lerner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> now you're in Chicago, but whatever. Braden Holtby. And then number ten, I put down Carter Hart. Now just to kind of recap, I had kind of rationalized the middle of the pack, not really knowing where to put them. They're all kind of around the same. You were surprised Ben Bishop was up high on my list, but then I told you the same percentage. You're like, all right, that makes sense. Uh, and also, I just think Carter Hart's going to be awesome. I mean, I just... Also, I don't like the same people. So that's who the predictions were. Now shall we say what they actually were? Yes. If you haven't heard yet, although... I've I heard. have not heard that because I do not get the NHL Network. It's not part of my streaming package. Uh, well, I've heard a lot of people ranting on some of the pods. That's why I was wondering if you had heard that. No, well, so I, I, I'm sure I have. So, according to the NHL, and let's face it, they're wrong. I'm right. They're wrong. My list was better. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I got like a B- minus on the list, but... Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, rightfully so, was the number one goaltender on the list. Then uh, Bobrovsky, Ben Bishop, Carey Price, Tuka Rask, Mark Andre Fleury, Braden Hopi, Jordan Binnington, <laughs> <laughs> number nine, Pecorini, my Finnish goaltender, Marcin And uh, number 10, John Gibson, who, by the way, I forgot about, but that's just an East Coast bias thing. So I think I did all right on this list, actually. But... I was wondering, where is Frederick Anderson on this list? I mean, not my favorite goalie, but pretty solid in the regular season. And, frankly, he's given us a run for our money in the playoffs the last couple of years. So I'm a little surprised he's not on there. Uh, there was no Marc-Andre Fleury, okay, even though he had pretty solid numbers. And, I mean, I didn't really think Carter Hart would be on there. But I was surprised Robin with winning. They won the Jennings last year. You know, I mean, he's... He had an excellent season last year, regardless of how it all ended in the playoffs. Um, oh, no, actually, I forgot. Flurry is on this list. Can I just say, though, I'm not mad Pekka's on here. I love Pekka. And I forgot about John Gibson. Poor him. He was on the docks. Not, you know, like, he's right. all right. But everyone needs to listen to me right now. Just because Jordan Binnington was the hottest goaltender in the last six months of the season does not make him worthy to be on this list. 
before January, and by the way, you're only there because your goalie was injured and you guys suck so bad. They're like, fuck it, where's that Bennington team? Oh, the ECHL? Yeah, let's bring them back from Boston. And that's not to take away his run. That's not to take away what he did. Right. But six months does not a Hall of Fame goaltender make. Yeah. And you, so basically when we get to June next year, if he wins a second cup and brings St. Louis not only their second cup but back-to-backs for their first time out being the champs, then we can talk about him being deserving to be anywhere near Marc-Andre Fleury, who has multiple cups. Yeah, he might have been injured a little, things like that. So, sorry, that's my rant. I, I get ranty about these things. So that's the list in case you want to comment. This I, the only thing I wanted to comment on is I would actually put Bennington at 10. And Holtby, I mean, well, Holtby was up there already, but uh, yeah, he was kind of in the middle, I think. Gibson but, would have been higher. I should, yeah, I would have put Gibson a lot higher, higher than Bennington. Yeah. Cup and or no cup, I like just, you said, only it's only half a season and, and that awesome run. Not discrediting the kid at all, but the people who are going to say, but what is Carey Price? La la la. Carey Price yeah. is one of the best goaltenders in his generation. Has been on a shitty team for a couple years and has managed to not Patrick Mawarit. So <laughs> we're gonna give him credit. I actually thought I was putting him high just because I love him, but then I was like, oh, they do too. But uh. all right, um, yeah. So that's basically. It. I just wanted to cover that. I wasn't yeah. pointing at anything because because the wind was picking yeah, up. Yeah, I just I I don't think anything's crazy. Although I de- I know like Carter Hart probably wouldn't have been on the list, but I'm a little. I, I want to see Carter Hart because see, I I got some friends on the on the Twitter machine that that do podcasts for uh, Phil, Philadelphia Flyers, mm-hmm. uh, BSH Radio. They're fantastic. Broad Street Bullies. Those guys are those guys are good. But uh, yeah, the, the goaltending freaking issues down here have got to get solved sooner or later. Yeah. Well, I mean, they haven't had a good goaltender since honestly Ron Hextall. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, can I just say this is weird looking? Cause I had also printed when I did the other list last time, like the fantasy players, which aren't the same, but it's at the NHL.com one. And I was like, is it weird when their own lists don't match up to the twenty-five fantasy, twenty-fifty right. fantasy? It's not even the right thing. So like. Exactly, like Tuca's like number whatever, like high up on the ranking on this and medium on the other one yeah. or whatever. But uh, I don't know, that's it. Pretty soon they'll be predicting the uh, conferences and whatnot, and that'll be fun to tear apart. <laughs> when do we get to do that? I can't wait to pick my eight, and we'll see where I'm at. See, those lists, these lists are just purely for... To make me mad. Yeah, well, to make, it's just, you know, they do it during the off season and it creates, you know, clicks and exposure to people but yeah that's my thing though just whatever. base it on something actual can you maybe next year just put five categories and justify to me why you think joining like again after six months not taking away you your cup run worst to first any of that fucking beautiful any sports <laughs> fan should be happy to see a story like that generally exactly even if you do lose in the end to them yeah but yeah Stop I like the history I know get your stats straightened out that's the one thing the freaking website is terrible it's absolutely terrible. And, and I like hockey reference, too, but they're kind of, ugh. But NHL.com, that's the staple website. You need to be on top of it. It's and, your website. I know, but you know what's killing me? Like, no one's there is, at the laptop. Is the baseball analytics. NHL and NBL working together on the whole freaking website thing and, and how to get stats and blah, blah, blah. And it's terrible. It's not that hard to get stats. There's someone at that stadium oh. or that arena or whatever that is job is to sit there with their little iPad and be like, box oh, score, box score, box score. How hard is it to press so send and it updates the... It just 
It's like when you know, you're a teacher, you're in the program and you put in the new grade and it adjusts the grade point average. How is that that hard to do, data entry? There's got to be like some intern out there that can handle that. No, I'm kidding. All right, sorry. All right, moving on with, all right, we're not, we're, we're not mad at the NHL general. No, it's no, it's just smart not. <laughs> um, to, uh, to wrap up, let's just, this is going to be a, a short show this week. So, um, yeah, because I don't, it looks like there's some weather coming in, so... Uh, to wrap it up, I just want to talk about the Prospects Challenge that's coming up uh, starting on Friday, um, September 6th, in Buffalo, Key Center Arena, I believe it's called, or the other one that's right across the street, I'm not overly sure. Uh, but um, Rookie Camp starts this Thursday, the 5th, and it's only one day at Warrior Ice Arena, so, and then they fly out to Buffalo, do the Prospects Challenge, then they'll usher right into training camp. And then from training camp, all these prospects will get filtered down to their junior teams, the American Hockey League, Providence Bruins, or wherever their place in the world uh, should be. So it should be exciting. Our very own uh, blackandgoldhockey.com writer, Carrie Sales, is uh, locked and loaded on an article uh, to explain what the prospect challenge is all about um, and a little bit of history about it. So uh, as soon as the rosters get um, released by the team, uh, another another thing that is it bothers me that the, the Bruins just don't have any idea when they can get their stuff. It's usually like two or three days prior to an event. But uh, as soon as that as soon as that roster gets released, we're going to fire out an article uh, courtesy of Carrie. So um, yeah, so it's, things are starting to happen. I mean, once you get rookie camp involved and you start filtering in and into the training camp, captains meet, captains practices are happening. Uh, either they're happening now or uh, sometime this week. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hockey starting to pick up. Yep, I'm starting to dream of it. I, I need it to start because, like, all summer it's just nothing happening and all I have is to dwell on losing the Stanley Cup. But now, in a month, or actually 31 days, I can start thinking about how we might get the cup again instead of how we lost the cup, and that will make me very happy. Absolutely. And I'm, like, starting to think of, like, what I want to happen. I just want us to be healthy. Can we be healthy? I, that's, that's what I want to do because, I mean, we'll just, I mean, we'll, we'll go off the rails here a little bit and off topic, but we'll talk about it. We'll keep it Bruins-related. Is I want to stay healthy. But I also want to see the Providence lineup stay healthy, too. The biggest, I, I am a huge, huge Bruins fan, but I'm also a huge proponent of learning and knowing the players down in Providence. So when they're, it's just a prospect thing for me. You know I'm a junkie for that. But when the Bruins do not have a healthy roster to begin, it creates turmoil down there, and those kids cannot get any any chemistry with anything going on. So I want to see them start good because for the past three or four seasons, this Boston Bruins, NHL Boston Bruins team have gone through the injuries to start the year and then they get healthy and then we go into the playoffs. I don't want to see that happen and I don't want to see that because that, that affects Providence. Providence has not started good when they started getting people back in January. That's when they make their runs. 
Well, part of that, too, like last year was certainly a better, I mean, we had some injuries, but like overall health-wise as a team, that's partly why they went so deep. Like, yeah, whatever, roads or whatever. But a lot of the problem was we would end up getting injured like second week of March. Remember? Yeah. Like there was the year like Tory blew out his yep. ankle and Kyle yep. went down. You lost four defensemen in the last six days right before the playoffs, things like that. And at the beginning of the season, I think the biggest thing is for those top kind of prospecty people is they get put in limbo because they're not really bonding and like developing the skill. Like that's why they're down in Providence. And it's great they get a look up here. But like you said, it also, some of them aren't looking so hot. Like, you know, it's all right for a game or two, but like if someone's out for 45 days, like this is not necessarily the guy that's ready to be up right. there doing this. But like right. you said, it kind of F's up both teams a little bit and, to, oh, it uh, does. In there, and also I just when people are injured, it's like I just want my players out there. I don't. Oh, I know. Yeah. Ultimately, ultimately, you want healthy players out there all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, this stuff happens. I mean, but happen, yeah. But it's just it's just a trend that you see. It's like every time they start. And I'm not saying that these professional athletes, which are far better shaped than this yeah. this old goaltender, but you know they they be more prepared for it. And and I know how Tuka Rask gets absolute shit on all the time but it almost makes me wonder how his preparation is during the the off season going into the year because lately it's not been pleasant to watch and and a bit of a concern as a rask fan that's funny because one of my other I really hope or wish is that everyone chills the fuck out about Tuka Rask. I know. I, like you, agree. Like, I'd like you to warm up a little sooner than November and, like, get it together, <laughs> yeah. right? But I also would like everyone to shut the F up. I'm not swearing because, A, I'm trying to not use the F bomb that much. Yeah. There's a family over there. We're fishing. at a nice little park. And so that's good. They're going to curb kids my kids around, so. But my thing is, is and I... And, like, you know, I listen to, like, the local station that's all the bad energy. But I listen to the good energy yep. people on the other stations. Yep. So we have a lot of great sports radio, love or hate Screw it. Screw the radio, support your podcast. But, right. Well, I also do that, too. Like, again, I, it was brought up to me again. Like, what are you going to do? You've now found 22 other podcasts you also <laughs> like. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it depends. Like, I'm addicted to the natural hat trick. Like, yep. I just can't stop listening to that now. Yeah. I uh, love those dudes. I'm like, again, like, that goes back to it. But when my thing with two is everyone shut the fuck up. He's like number four on the goalie list. I know. Okay, he. It was not his fault. We did not win that cup. Tuka did his job, start to bottom. Yeah, everybody has a moment, right? You know, his comparable. Start to bottom. <laughs> he did not in the playoffs. There was no Tuka melts yeah. or anything. As a matter of fact, I would argue after Tuka had his uh, leave of absence for whatever mysterious we all. Wow, did he play good? But, we don't. but there, <laughs> like I said, when everyone keeps saying trade Halak, why would you do that? Yeah. Tuka is playing the most comfortable hockey he's ever played. We have a backup goaltender that can support that and can also, if God forbid he pulls a hamstring or something, can go in and win you four games. You know, like, why would, just shut up about Tuka. If he loses, let him have a loss. Everyone else loses, too. If he loses seven in a row, I'll be the first to be on his app. I believe in, criticize Tuka when he deserves it. But everything is not always the goaltender, the pitcher, whoever, your point guard's fault, quarterback, whatever. Sometimes the other people on the team are part of the problem. Right. Yeah? So that's one of my big hopes is I don't have to listen to nine months of so, so, So <laughs> how about this question I throw at you, and I probably have done before. I'm going to do it again. You need cap space to re-sign Carlo and McAvoy. Do you find a little bit of it and maybe possibly moving Halak? No, because I don't think we have any other goaltender that can do what he does and support too. So you, there's nobody behind him at all that right. can come in. Like if we had someone, I, I thought think felt that's why. I kind of think that's why they signed Legacy. Right. 
to a two-way deal. They could put him in Providence, keep the thing going. Year, yeah. And then decide about re-signing Halak the next year because Tuca doesn't he have one more year after that? He I think, yeah. Two, yeah. I think he's got so, two. Whether they then decide to sign Halak, I mean, if it's all working out, they might sign him another year. But either, yeah, so just because we have some goalies that might be good, yeah. like I just mean at that level. I mean, we are projected to still be in the top four of our conference and things like that. I yeah. don't, certain magic, I think, helped contribute to success. And I do think that Tuca having nothing against the people before him, right? Like he was super buddies the year before, but that didn't really necessarily help. No. I do feel confident that Yaroslav is a true backup because he used to be a true starter. You know what I mean? And yep. he knows what it's like. And like I said, you always see Tuka so serious. But the minute he, him and Halak are together, now it's like laughing. Like, do you effing see that? Like, you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. thing. He job. does get along with the Euro, the Euro uh, goaltenders really well. Yeah. Well, he so. is European. Yeah. And it is a different mindset. Like, I think people forget, like, the European players come here, like, it's a totally different mindset. True. Because they're international players playing the North American game. Sure, it's made it the international game by infusing them. Right. But fundamentally, it's run by the Americans and the Canadians. There are certain things, like Don Cherry, that will always be a part of this game. Whether you, and, you I mean, you think some of these players come, and it's like, no wonder why they want another Russian Finn or whoever on their team or someone kind of close to them because Europe's also a big place like it's not the same being Russian as being Swedish as being you know whatever Swiss right. I don't know I mean we don't get a lot of Swiss players you know what I'm talking about that's one of I my, do. my things can you shut up about that what do you think about this one I hope that we don't play Toronto in the first round again not uh. because I don't want Toronto and Boston to both be in the playoffs I mean I could care less if they're there but I understand they're one of the front runners right so I vote Tampa has to play them as either number two playing Toronto's number three or Toronto's number eight and Tampa's number one I just don't want to play Toronto again I'm getting bored yeah. we play them enough we play them in the season everything else so that's I mean, that's the whole wild card and and the whole thing that's that the, the NHL did and I hate it because they follow football. I hate it. Top eight, just put the top eight. Yeah, like... just exactly. One, eight, two, yeah. seven, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Keep going with the way it's been going for years. Why do you have to... I don't like the mixed competition of sports. This is it's what like, I don't get. Oh, why it works do... in football. You only play once a week. Why do you... <laughs> My thing is, why do you need the wild card spot? Why don't you just let the top four in each... If you're going to do it that way, why don't you just let the top four in each uh, conference just... go then? It's so annoying. Because you could still end up with five of the eight being from one division the way it's set up and until that is yeah. changed which i heard could be changed in the cba yeah. that right around that time they'll do a, a rule change and they'll possibly go back to the 1827 blah 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 yeah. i like that even yeah. if you want to say the top two in each even if you want to do the top two in each division and then the other six are just the next six best teams or right. whatever that, that just makes so much more sense. Not because I don't want the little guy to squeak in at the end. That always makes it more exciting. But, but with this... More, I also don't want boring, damn... Like, how many rounds went just four games? Especially in yeah. the East, you got some of the best teams out and, like, getting rolled over. Then the other teams, that's fine. They're fighting. But, like, nobody needs a four-game series. It's like, yep. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we swept. But, like, we swept Carolina. I'm not hooting and hollering over that. I'd rather go six games versus Columbus. It's more exciting that way. Yeah, you know? but... The way it's the way it's lined up with the wild card, this is exactly what's going to happen. If they and if they make, if they happen to match up against the Toronto Maple Leafs again, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. I don't. I mean, beat them, beat them, beat them, and then we'll bitch about it later. But. Yeah. It's going to stop. Well, it's not because I don't think, like, Toronto's had every chance to beat us, too. You know what I mean? Or whatever. It's a good All matchup. All seven-game I mean, series. It's a good matchup. They're kind of comparable to, you know, just like our... Am like, I right uh, or wrong? Yeah. All, com- all seven-game series, yeah. right? The last three yeah. years? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. It's insane. 
and it's kind of boring. Like it just is. Like both teams are making money off the of playoffs if they go, and, and that's why another the thing. thing that drives me nuts is that both teams are going to make money off the playoffs anyways if they go because I know. Of Boston and Toronto. I know. It's not, you know, like. But it's the length. On, Minnesota, it's Wild, the length. You know, we want to. No. It's the length of games. It's like, oh, we don't want to get. You don't want a four, you know. You don't want to win in four. Well, I can't wait till we get into predicting our eight because I have some of the people who have been out for a while sneaking their way in because I think enough has changed. We'll get onto that after, but can I just share one more thing that I've been thinking that I really Go hope ahead. that happens? Go ahead, and then we'll and this wrap is it up. something I know you've been kind of talking about too, though, is I really need the scoring points to be spread around a little bit more. Oh, not just the I got hammered for three. this one a while ago. Oh, what do you mean? And not just DeBrusque and Krejci. Just oh, points, oh, oh, assists, oh. whatever. Okay. We are so point heavy that our top six point players are the top line, DeBrusque and Krejci, and Tori Krug, like every year, the last few years. And Charlie Coyle came in and made a spot at the end, probably if he was here all season, the numbers meant. And there are plenty of people who score some goals and pass around, but I, we have such a solid third and fourth line. And if we had more of that, or if they weren't the only ones functioning, you know, like they're great if the top line isn't doing everything. But when we got to the playoffs, like you're in the playoffs now, like yeah. we still need you top guys doing something. So I'd like over the year, everyone to get a little more so that hopefully it sustains longer into the playoffs. How about this one? How about this one? I, for the things that I would like to expect this coming season, mm-hmm. we'll go back to that little topic we talked about a little while ago is I want to see more five on five scoring. I'm, I don't get, oh, it bothers me so much that the power, I mean, I get this a man advantage and so on, but the power play is, is our best asset. And what if you, if you don't get on the power play and you play a game that nobody goes in the box, I don't think you're winning that game. I just think this team has to get better five on five. Yeah. They need finishers. We have the league's like top players, even though they're aging. I mean, Marshan's still great. Bergeron's still great. Krejci's still great, whether you like him or not. And Pasenak, up and coming. These guys should be putting goals. They should be finishing. No, no. Ugh. It just gets me fired up that this, this team cannot find a way to score. Yeah. It's, it's weird, and, it, and we've talked about this. Sometimes it's like watching the old like Rangers teams of the early 2000s. Like You have all this awesomeness, which half of them ended up to be Tampa's awesomeness. But yeah, I know, I know, From right? trades or whatever. But like you seem, or even Calgary, right? You always have the pieces that should really work out, but it never quite, it's like having your uh, spark plugs, a few of them not hitting yep. at the right time. And it's, right. It is that. I actually was thinking that after we had the conversation about the centers, I was like, oh, I didn't defend David Krejci maybe could have been. He probably was a hoverer up there, and I can see why he wasn't in it, but, like, like I agree with you. I think Krejci is still one of the best centers in the league. Yeah. They might not be the – he might not produce the most points on a line kind of thing, but he looked – last year he looked more like Krejci, like he should be, and maybe this year it's just forward go because he had some injuries and he had a couple rough years. He almost – played a complete season without injured free mm-hmm. and actually you know what it's an 82 game season he played 81 and sat out the last game I consider that a healthy yeah. season complete and for him he does you know he you, he's a player you do you don't right. want to over sometimes a player needs a maintenance day and I don't think that means necessarily 
that a player is like what's enough like sometimes the difference between being overworked and pulling the muscle is just sitting down and not doing that practice yeah. that day my other thing too with practice is like they're perfect or, or even like a game like near the end like what is it gonna hurt like you know you're going to the playoffs you know you, we I mean we knew we were playing in toronto and something yeah, exactly in like november like yeah. that was pretty much it yay what well, if one of us could catch Tampa Bay and the sadly we're the closest things to catching Tampa Bay and it's like I still oh, love that 40 more points or whatever like that tied a tied but a league best I think in we can. everything and then <laughs> we can't even get a win in the playoffs yeah. I love it I, I was uh it might have been I don't I don't know one of the podcasts I was listening to but they would talk to like the chief content officer guy and talking about like this might have been the best NHL award show. Oh, yeah, I listened to that one too. That was fun. good. Yeah, and I just liked that about that because I had said to you that I thought that Keen he was just it was just even opening up like but this is a this is a hockey crowd so you're all gonna remember me from Mighty Ducks three and four or whatever. But it was just all the things like I am not a, just everything like it was funny and it was like and he really kind of owned it like because you kind of kind of know your audience and like right. like. We couldn't quite go after Tampa Bay, you know, so it was like, mm, we go through all the jokes, like, but you can't, it's the elephant in the room, right? You can't yeah. not drive. And he's like, and the best part, though, is like how they were cutting it, like the joke, right? And then you see Vasilevsky just stone-faced Russian <laughs> sitting there. But inside could very well be like, that was funny. Like, you know, uh, whatever kind of thing. I wish I remembered that podcast because that was really I know, good. which one was it? Let me look through. I, I don't, don't think it was I, Wisinski and Kaplan because I don't think they fired no, up yet. they're not back on yet. No, it wouldn't have been who. <sighs> it wasn't Dr. Hockey. I'm trying to think. Was it the Puck Off podcast, maybe? I don't know. Get the puck off. I don't know. I listened to too many podcasts, but it was a good discussion with him, and it was just funny, and he's someone who really wants to maybe bring some of those other elements. Like, he said, like, for him, he's like, he doesn't know why there needs to be music at the broadcast when the arenas are already playing music. Just yep. let the arenas play their music and turn it up a little more if you need to have the music. You know, like, his, his, his point was, like, each venue brings its own kind of magical thing. So, like, in the playoffs, you kind of see the flavor of each city because of what they produce. I'm still confused why the Old Town Country Road guy had to be in Boston. I thought, like, you know, drop kicks would have been probably more appropriate, but right. whatever, but... I don't know. Here's to a good season. That's how I am, but. Absolutely. And here's to maybe next week. Uh, we'll have both defensemen signed. Uh, we'll know uh, David You know what? I'm, I'm hoping that happens. I'm hoping as captain's practices start to get involved. And, you know, I mean, these guys are in Boston working. McAvoy has been working at BU. He's been, you know, he's been skating over there and working with them, so. At least he's not going to Switzerland. I know. I know. Thank <laughs> God, right? But, uh, no, I mean, things are picking up. We're, we're, we're. About a month away. It's so crazy. It's a month away. But we're I'd pumped. Yeah. I'd also like to point out, too, to all these RFAs, at some point, you do know your club and go, okay, well, hands off then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. Be careful for how much you're asking for. If you really, if you quote unquote really want to be someplace loud, because right. that's what you hear everybody saying. And like we talked about last time, at some point, no one's going to wait around to see who else is doing things. People are going to be like, I want my damn money and oh, I want to yeah. be with my teammates. No, and exactly. I want to start the season on time. So exactly. thank you for, like at some point, Charlie McAvoy might go, thank you for my 5.5. Actually, that was a very nice offer of yeah. you, Mr. Sweeney. I'll very generous. Yeah. <laughs> and it will do you, it right sir. before camp starts and yeah. gives everybody, get everybody's heart rate going. I, ho I hope. It, and not just our RFAs, like anybody else's. I hope by the time training can like, I hope they get a few games in yeah. or practices in because currently they can't do any of that. They're off somewhere else in their own facility. So, yeah. anyways, I think that's it for this week. Do we have anything else? Oh, we may be doing a special show in a couple weeks. So, we may or may not, but uh, we were talking about if any of you have any questions for Mark, like he had put out yeah. before. 
uh, to maybe get them in and we'll filter through them and read some of them online. If that does happen, we'll yep. let you know the details. But as obviously if, the listeners, we want you involved. So I mean, we, we have up to a two-hour show. If we could stay consistent with two hours, well, I mean, we'll, we'll love to do the questions all the time. But right now, the news is just so low, and you know, it's just it's starting to ramp up. So, get I mean, if you want to get involved, you get a shout out, and and we try to help you as much as we can. We're not the we're not the most knowledgeable hockey folks out there. We just love having fun. We love talking about this the passionate sport that we've grown up watching and, and just adoring. So, get so, involved. Yeah. So that was like I said, maybe for a special show. Like you said, we don't you know once it gets going, it's not going to be so fun. But as like the preview, it'll probably be really the getting into the preview of the show because it's in another potentially a couple weeks so yep. email me inga bng555 at gmail.com or mark at the show uh black and gold blog right black and gold hockey blog, hockey blog at, at gmail.com gmail. yeah i don't know why I always so it is starting to rain Perfect i just got timing. excellent timing real quick if you want to give a shout out to this week's winner of um the patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast uh account Sharon Dietz, old friend Sharon Dietz, as the uh, winner of this week's T-shirt. So I will be getting with with her sooner or later. Congratulations, Sharon! Thank you for your contributions to Patreon and being a member uh, and supporting uh, the, the the Patreon thing is is um, is something important to us because it does help us cut the our operating costs. So uh, the more we get, more people can get involved and we can give away more things. So we're going to be doing these every week. So. Please get involved. It's only a dollar per show. We're going to do four episodes, maybe more. Who knows? But it's only a dollar per episode. Get involved, and uh, you know you might be able to win some fantastic um, Boston Bruins gear from the great people at Fanatics. And even if you can't do the Patreon thing, please, please, please rate and review the podcast. Even if you hate me, you love Mark, <laughs> so go on. And even if you hate me and you like her, yeah, just. Go. I know some people have been on there, been seeing the numbers. Yes. That's awesome. Please yes. support, help spread it, you know, uh, get involved that way. If you can do anything, uh, no one has, I mean, even if, you know, you want to go on, check it out and at least give a one time. Hopefully you'll be back. I mean, yep. people come back. Uh, hopefully we certainly listen, appreciate it. Just takes a second. If you're in your iTunes anyways, you just click on rate and review or whatever, and you can do it that way. If you can't leave an actual review, just at least give them a five star rating. Okay. Thank awesome. You. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. And uh, thanks again to everybody that, that supports the show. Uh, it's been just unbelievable, and we, we love doing it. So uh, we will be back next week. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out.